0: Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Reddy & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host.
1: Leo, can you hear me?
2: Yes, Rahul.
1: Hey, thank you, guys. Today is May 4, 2021. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Ready immunity so conduct Zoom conference calls every single day. For those people who are li- listening to this, the podcast and the r- other media, you can check our timings at rnlockgroup.com. For those people who are here, you can raise your hand. You'll be announced with your name to ask
3: the question. Lakshman uh,
2: Rao.
3: Thank you for accepting my call, Rahul. Uh, so... Currently my H1 plus H4 plus H4EAD are valid uh, till June 2022. And um, I got a job offer and they're uh, filing my H1 this week. Uh, so uh, considering uh, today we got an update about the H4EAD biometrics, not H4EAD but H4 biometrics, uh, that they'll be suspending till May 17th from May 17th. So it's a good idea to wait until May 17th for H4 plus H4EAD and just file H1 this week. And I can uh, file on my own after May 17th. And uh, is there any advantage of filing H-4 plus H-4EAD on my own versus attorney, just to save the cost?
1: Too early to too early to call. When I read the agree, when I read the affidavit submitted by the USCIS, they only sell shall suspend it from May 17th, 2021. They haven't given the clear indication under what circumstances, why and how, when, what happens to the existing applications, what happens to the next applications. They haven't given any clear indication at this point of time. Our office lawyer, Stephen Brown, is going to speak with the USCIS. We are on the, uh, We are one of the lawyers who sued the USCIS. Um, so we will update you oh. a little bit. We'll update you a little bit in the five o'clock uh, meeting of the YouTube and Facebook, but I'm not sure if you're going to get the final version right now to give an advice to you at this point of time, which way to proceed, okay?
3: Okay, so considering I have one more year, uh, so does waiting has an impact like filing uh, H4 plus H4 EAD separately, will it have an impact on the timeline of uh,
1: adjudication? So you mean to say your wife has one more one more year of H4 EAD? Correct. I still don't want to comment anything on how, whether they're going to consider the applications filed before or afterwards. I really don't have an answer for it. That's the first question that arises. Okay. So, so you can do one thing. You can just file the H1. You can always file the H4 plus EAD afterwards. Because most okay. probably, Maybe. 99% mm-hmm. of the time, they're going to consider the applications filed after May 17th. That's what I'm assuming. There's a good chance that they will do it for before also, but I'm not sure at this point of time, based on the language that they've given to us, we're going to be in negotiation with them today.
3: Okay? Okay, there's no advantage uh, filing along with H1B, right? There is no special advantage. I can't
1: tell you that. I don't want to answer that question though. The reason is that before May, before 2019 though, If you file H1 and H4 and EAD, you know how the things used to happen? They used to apply, approve the H1, H4, and EAD at the same time. Remember that? They stopped it because of the biometrics. So is there an advantage? I really can't answer you right now. Okay? Okay. Thank you, Rahul. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Sorry about that. Keep watching us. Uh, At least by next week, we can give an idea. Right now, even in today's evening meeting, we may not give you a clear idea to you.
3: Okay. Thank you. Shaker? Next person, please.
4: Hey Rahul, uh, quick question uh, on the EB2 versus EB3. Basically, in what stage, whether in the PERM application or with the I-140 application, we'll apply whether this particular role will be fit for EB2 or EB3? When we document the labor
1: certification, okay, we have to give clear indication to the Labor Department whether we are filing an EB-2 or EB-3. The requirements, if the the requirement is master's degree, we can apply in EB-2. If the requirement is bachelor's plus five years, we can apply in EB-2. But
4: whatever we can apply in EB-2, we can also apply in EB-3. You got it? Okay, that means basically the attorney has to submit something in the POM application. In the POM application. Okay. Based upon the job description, I think if it is a bachelor's plus six plus years, and obviously it is an EB2 category, right? Five, five. But EB2 can be EB3 also. Okay. Okay. But specifically in the I-140, we can mm-hmm. apply whether EB2 or EB3 depends upon the priority date and everything. That's right. That's
1: right. I mean, so for example, uh, there is called One Day International Player and there's called Ranji Player. You know the differences, right? Yeah. So now... Okay. All one-day international players are Ranji players, but not all Ranji players are one-day international player. So, if we certify, if we document that this guy is a one-day international player, yeah, that guy's already a Ranji player, right? So that's sure. how it okay. works out. But if we document okay. as a Ranji player, uh-oh! Now, if to document uh, as a one-day international, then we have to do the whole nine yards again. Whole
4: nine, yeah. Okay. So it's always
1: that. better. It's always better the fundamental documentation is for the One Day International. Sure. Because this okay. guy already plays One Day International, right? So yeah. you can say that. Yeah. So you put it in, in the both categories. Next
4: person. Sure, okay. I don't know if that oh, example. One, one, was... question. No, one, one question. One question. On the concurrent filing of H1B, let's say, for example, I'm working for company A. Now I got another opportunity with company B. Which company has to do a concurrent checkbox in the I-129? Company, the company... B. Company okay, B. Then what? Company B only. Let's say tomorrow if I get extension for company A, the company A has to do a concurrent filing or just a... No, no. Extension. They don't have to do concurrent. No, they just do extension. Only the, only the company B. Only
1: the company B. Next person, please. Thank you. Okay. In this uh, ca- uh, before, before you go, Jay, in this case, only company B need to know you're working for company, and, company A and company B. Company... Company... A does not need to know you're working with company B. You don't have to inform company A. Now, this is according to immigration. I'm not a contracts lawyer. Jay, sorry, I interrupted you.
5: Thank you. Uh, I have a question. So my employer uh, applied for EB2 to EB3 downgrade uh, and with uh, concurrent I-485, and I'm waiting for the approval. In the meantime, after a month, uh, my company got completely bought by other company. My lawyer said he have to amend because the tax ID number is same. So it doesn't matter. Just it's okay. Don't need to do anything. Okay. Is that right?
1: I have to look into the details of what you're speaking about. I have to look into the details of what you're speaking about. Um, because I don't have, I don't have access to how the company is acquired how the net assets and all those things have changed. Most probably, if the tax ID number is the same, 95% of the time, we don't have to do any amendments.
5: Yeah, that's what that lawyer said. So I just want to confirm with you.
1: He would he would have more internal access than I do. So I, I would trust him. Okay, I have no you. reason. If the tax ID number has not changed, I definitely will not try to uh, get a second opinion if I were you, okay? okay. Oh right, thank you next next person
6: please
1: abhay Rahul. Hi, uh, rao i have a question
7: on my firm um, so my company filed firm uh, under subsidiary a as petitioner but i was working as subsidiary b uh, for subsidiary b and subsidiary b got sold to a new company as a successor of interest so my uh, was company the company
1: b sold to company c or company a
7: Company C, a new company.
1: Okay, got it. So, but your, um, your, your, so, perm, your perm labor is with company A.
7: Company A subsidiary A, which didn't got sold. So that is still with company A. Mm-hmm. So okay. do I have to file a new perm because that subsidiary A wasn't sold as part of the divestiture?
1: So if company C Need to file a four eight five R adjustment of status application. Can they use the company A's I one forty? I have
7: I one yes, I have I one forty approved as a of subsidiary course. A. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, not subsidiary A, with company A. Right. Yeah. Okay. Since company C is not a successor of interest of company A. Company C cannot file your 485 application. Company C cannot file your adjustment of status. Only company A can do it.
7: Because that uh, company is still part, uh, like the subsidiary is still part
1: of that company A? Don't use the word subsidiary. Company A is separate.
7: Okay. It's not subsidiary
1: of anything. Don't use the word. I don't know where you got the subsidiary word. Okay. Subsidiary word is different. Okay. So your labor certification is company A, company B you are working, company B is acquired by company C. Now there is no relationship between company A and company C and there is no success of interest. You can't get the green card with company C. Only company A can get you the green card. And since they are completely different entities, the company A might not cooperate with you. You need to file a labor certification with company C to get the thing. If, The other way is that I don't know if you can go join company A to avoid all these problems.
7: Okay. Yeah. That's, that might not be doable.
1: Okay. Well, then do the, then file with company C immediately. Next person, please. Yeah. Okay.
6: Hello. Uh, Hi, Rahul. Uh, Thank you for taking my call and thank you very much for your great service. Uh, my question is in the context of my daughter uh, turning 21 years by uh, next year, that is, twenty twenty two November, and my priority date is August twenty twelve in EB two, and I one forty was approved with my previous employer. Uh, currently, I am processing GC with my current employer and applied mm-hmm. for the PWD. Uh, so, my question is: suppose uh, based on the predictions by end of this year, uh, only data filing is advancing. And if I file I-485 with my previous employer, can I still continue uh, processing the GC, that is I-140 processing, with my current employer? Uh, basically, the idea if, is to you, extend you know, my daughter's aging out.
1: Of course. Okay. So you did not file the downgrade application in October of 2020. Why? No,
6: uh, no why? They, did not, they did not allow.
1: Who did not allow?
6: Uh, means my previous employer.
1: Why, why do you think so they're going to allow right now?
6: Means yeah, that, that is something which we have to confirm, but uh, we are trying for that. Uh,
1: I think so there are too many different things going on at the same time. One is your daughter is aging, your company A, we, they have not filed your I-140 downgrade application in 2020. We don't know whether they're going to do it or not. Your prevailing wage is going on and the priority date, final action date might become current though. So now these are too many speculations right now. I'm not understanding which one to answer because if they, I mean, if you go with company A, you're going to resolve all the problem. Why are you not doing it?
6: Okay, so uh, yeah, in case if the final action date is current, yeah, my uh, problem will be solved. But if it is not becoming the current in that scenario, uh, these, are, ca-
1: these are you're already turned down before for not filing. What makes you think that they're going to do it right now?
6: Yeah, that, that is uh, something uh, I'm trying in case, in case if they allow. That is
1: toward, if I uh, uh, if I were you, I would go back and join the old company right now.
6: Okay, but I mean, uh, yeah. uh, technically, we can still continue the processing with Company B.
1: That's Even though is. you file the four eight five application with Company A, can the uh-huh. Company B can still continue the labor certification I one forty application? Absolutely, they can.
6: Okay. Absolutely, they can. Okay. 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 Next question, please. Thank you,
5: Hi, a uh, Quick question. Uh, so, my, my wife uh, applied yeah. for my wife applied for H one in December and it got approved. And we applied H uh, four um, and H four EAD in August uh, 2020. So, uh, we got the letter from uh, USAS for biometrics. Uh, uh, day after tomorrow is May six. So, uh, is this question is like if we go to biometrics, my my wife. And if h4 gets approved my wife still can continue on current h1 she has a oh if the h4 gets approved did you apply h4 plus ead or just h4 both together all together Uh, h1 my h1 extension h4 and h4 all together yeah if h4 plus ead both gets approved she can continue working on h4 ead but not on h1b though Yes, but if, if there's a uh, delay on H1 and H4 EAD? Between, i mean, sorry, to sorry, H4 and normally,
1: H4 EAD. normally Normally, 99% of the time, they approve at the same time. But if by any chance that H4 is approved and EAD is not approved, you can do one thing. She can go to Mexico and she can come back and uh, she can come back and H1B. It's
8: she called automatic.
1: No, she cannot continue. She has to go to Mexico and come back. It's called automatic revalidation. You're going to switch from H4 to H1
5: by traveling to Mexico. Okay, thank you. And I have a quick second question. So I think it's been asked previously. Uh, So my uh, I-140 has been with company A and I'm currently with company B. And if dates get moved in October, uh, is it suggested to move back to company A? I would recommend, it's not necessary, but it's
1: going and to be good for strategic purposes. It's going to be good for you to file the four hundred and
5: eighty-five application. It's going to be better for you. Is, is it possible without moving to a company and uh, file I-485 with them?
1: Yes, you can, you can do so. bye
5: thanks.
1: Thank you, thank you. Next person, please.
6: Uh, hi Rahul, I am working on an H4 with an EAD card, mm-hmm. but my mm-hmm. EAD card expired on April 22nd. Mm-hmm. I completed my biometrics on April 4th, mm-hmm. and I'm just waiting for the EAD card and the H4 extension to come through. I tried expediting it twice. The first time I expedited it, they told me ma'am, they
1: ma'am, ma'am, I have no solution for EAD expedited for L2 or H4 EAD. Uh, the uh, the the Congress thing doesn't work, expedited doesn't work uh, the uh, ombudsman doesn't work uh, the court litigation used to work but it's not working anymore but um, for the future people I have a better solution for you I don't have any solution right now there are too many people contacting us for it, we actually don't have any solution your biometrics happen believe me there are like at least 50 to 60 people that want to do something. If there is something that I, I can offer you, I would offer you, but I don't. Same thing with L2EVADs. You just have to wait right now. There is nothing I can do. Other than mm-hmm. what you're doing, expediting, contact the congressman. That's all I can tell. At least okay. we want we want the congressman to know what's going on. That's all. Do it doesn't help any... you. Okay. We did we, we did file a class action litigation. We're just yeah. successful today. Today, we got success in that. And I'm going to announce it in the, in, the, in the evening, five o'clock Facebook and YouTube live. Uh, we just got the news and then we're trying to see what they mean by that. What do they mean by May 17th? But anyway, that's not applicable to you. It's going to be applicable to the other people because your biometrics are already done. Got Next it. person, please.
6: Just one quick question. Do you have any insight yes, yes. into how long it takes once someone completes their biometric?
1: Uh, anywhere between 10 days to six months. Okay. That's really not a good answer, but I don't have a better answer than that.
6: Thank you. Appreciate it. Hari?
8: Hello. Hi, Hi Rahul. Thank, thanks very much uh, for taking this time and answering the questions. Uh, I have two questions. Basically, uh, I was working with uh, company A, which was a consulting company, uh, and then I moved to company B. Uh, it's uh, like a, a renowned company. Uh, so, like... My dot uh, date is, uh, I mean, the priority date is to 2015 March. So.
0: Yikes.
8: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, like, I'm planning to work for Company A, my old consulting company, on a concurrent H-1B. Uh, Good. Is, is it Is it possible to file, uh, I mean, uh, 485 application if we work on a concurrent Absolutely, you can. Oh, that's good.
1: Why not? You can. Absolutely, you can. Go make the money. Pay the taxes for us. Yeah,
8: They'll sure. Take it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Thank you so much. Yeah, You I'm can
1: good. absolutely. That's a very great idea. I like your consult old, small consulting company. They're such nice companies. People have cursed that I'm associated with consulting companies. Look at you. You're going to that small consulting company. I like that company. This is where they come into very good, guys. Thank you.
8: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, thanks for that. And I have a question for my uh, wife's uh, date of birth uh, certificate, right? Birth certificate? Uh, Like, uh, she was born in Karimnagar, uh, Telangana.
1: Okay. Uh, I got cut off. Leo, can you hear me?
2: Yes, I can.
1: I can't hear this gentleman. Yeah, your wife is born in Karimnagar, Telangana.
8: Yeah.
1: I'm getting cut off, sir.
8: Karimnagar, Telangana. Hello, can you hear
1: me? I'm getting cut off. I'm getting cut off frequently. Um,
8: Just go ahead. Um, Hello, can you hear me now?
1: I can hear you now. Hello? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, so
8: she was born in uh, Karimnaga, yeah, she, she Karimnaga Telangana, but uh, they gave us a birth certificate saying she was born in Hyderabad. Uh, we tried to change it, but it's a nightmare to change that one. Uh, so, so what can we do like in this scenario?
1: I want you to have a consultation with me privately so that we can discuss not in the Zoom conference recorded I okay. can discuss with you privately, okay? Also, we are offering services for people like you. Um, okay. We can prepare all the 485 application, make it ready to be filed in October. We charge very little money, $400 for the main applicant, $200 for the next applicant. And come September, um, come October, we'll file your application. Of course, that phase is different though. Um, we'll prepare all the 485, I-765, check your birth certificates, check your employment record, check everything, and make all your application ready for six hundred dollars for the entire family, the wife and husband. Okay, uh, if anybody wants to you. use our services, it will be very good. The reason I suggest people using the services that when the priority date become current in September, believe me, it was nightmare. Our office did not file year in advance roll. A lot of different law firms did not file year in advance roll because they were so busy they didn't file it. A lot of people turned down their own clients. We were, we just kept our own clients. We, we close the whole office. No new clients can be coming in. So it may be better for the people whose priority date is up to 2018 to invest that money and make all the application ready. So that come September, I mean, you're not going to be in a class. And, and unfortunately, the priority dates became current. September last, September 25th, we had only five days to react. So it may be worth for you to do the entire thing. That will be as our, my suggestion, but it's up to you though. Okay, you can have a consultation. Michael. my consultation charges are three hundred fifty, but you may have you know you may actually do the six hundred, do the entire forms instead of just doing only consultation. Next person, please.
2: Really?
1: I'll give you a link. I'll give you a link at the bottom if anybody have a, want to have a consultation, guys. Leo, give a link for the consultation, right?
6: Sure. Hi, Rahul. I have a quick question. So my, Mm -hmm. I am a dependent of I-485, my husband's file. Uh, We Mm -hmm. have completed our biometrics and uh, Mm -hmm. there is a death in my family back in India and I would like to travel. So I wanted to know what are my options in this scenario? Do you have,
1: I'm sorry to hear about the family and this is going on very bad in India. Um, do you have yes. children who are born in United States?
6: Yes, my daughter is a, United, a US citizen.
1: Is she going to be traveling with you and coming back or how? Did, where is your daughter going to be?
6: Uh, I'm planning to leave her with my husband in US. Sounds Should good. I okay. take her?
1: No, 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 don't take her, <laughs> don't <laughs> take her, don't take her. Yes. Um, as long as you're not dropping your daughter in India, you don't have any travel restriction.
3: Okay.
1: Because the do travel restriction to to clearly In- said that I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. The travel restriction is exempt if you have a child who is unmarried, who is under 21, who is a U.S. Okay. citizen.
6: Oh, okay. So, do I have to go to InfoPass to get anything?
1: Uh, no, you, know, you don't have to emergency. do. You don't have. to, You don't have to do anything, ma'am. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank but you so one, much. Travel, really one, my, one, my clear suggestion is that you yes. lost somebody in your family. You don't want yes. your daughter to lose you.
6: Yes. I am not sure whether I should travel, but because I have, yeah, I'm
1: just, I'm just, I'm just pointing out from your daughter's viewpoint though. I'm not, it just is too many horrible stories. And yeah, I understand I am very sympathetic for you, but I don't want, to be sympathetic for your daughter. I mean, please, I don't want it. I mean, yeah, you, it you know, try to avoid it. That's my personal solution. Yes. but as an immigration lawyer, yes. you can go and come back. Next person, please.
9: Thank Gosh. you, sir. Hey, Hi, uh, Hi, Rahul, this is Joy. So I actually last year uh, accepted an opportunity from a company B when I'm working for a company A for the full time. Uh, Okay, so company pay before I joined, actually I signed all the offer letter and everything. Before I joined, what happened? The company A lost their project. And uh, that, they said that don't worry, we have another other client and we were working on it. We'll inform you. So what happened silently? They didn't say anything. It happened in October month. And suddenly in a month of the January, I received a W2 from a company B. And when I'm working for a company A continuously, and then I said, why are you are sending a uh, W-2 for me? They're saying that we are running your payroll to make you as a, your status uh, uh, active in US, in U.S. So I said, no, you don't need to activate because I'm already associated with the company A. I didn't resign and you didn't update me for the, that you are running my payroll. I didn't receive any money from you. I'm not able to hear you. I'm not able to hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I can't hear Rahul, so...
2: Maybe you not let me check.
9: So I have a problem with my camera, I already informed you, so... Oh.
3: Just a minute. Mm -hmm.
1: Can you hear me now?
2: Yes, Rahul.
1: I I can hear you, Rahul. Okay. So, here is what you told me is, um, so you never, did you work for the company or you did not work for the company?
9: No, I was uh, continuously working for last four years with the company B. So I received an offer from uh, company A. Com- I no, 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 I asked
1: you, I asked you, did you work with company A? Yeah, yeah. I
9: worked for the company A always. I'm associated with company A. I never resigned.
1: Uh, I accepted the offer so of am confused. am confused I am confused, I'm, com- I'm confused. You were already working with Company A. You got an offer with Company B. Did you work with Company B or you did not work with Company B?
9: I joined, I signed the offer later. I was about to join. You didn't answer my question. I
1: joined, I joined. Yeah,
9: I joined the Company B. But I didn't. When uh, you mm
1: -hmm. you joined, did you work with them? Did you log into their computers? Yes, I did for two days. Two or three days. Okay. Yeah. So for two days. So how many days did they give you the salary for? Uh, they are. They didn't give me any salary. You're telling that you started getting paychecks from that company. So I I'm didn't confused. receive any paycheck. Yeah,
9: I didn't receive any paycheck. Suddenly, I received a W-2 in the month of January, and then when I check out to them that why uh, this W-2, they said we are running your payroll. Then I said that why you were running payroll? Uh, because I'm with the company A and uh, I'm not working in a project. So they are saying that okay. okay. make you your active status. We are running your payroll. Now the point is, then uh, I said, no, I don't want. I immediately resigned from the company B. And then they what happened? They received a project and they contacted me. Then I said, uh, I will be not working at a full cool time. So I can work as a part, part-time with you. So they filed the amendment with a, uh, uh, a concurrent H-1B in the month of March.
1: Okay. Uh, Let me understand. Uh, how much did you receive the w 2 for? I'm getting a lot of disturbance from somebody's though. It should be the Leo's or yours though. Um, but did, how, how much was the w 2 for? So that was... Given
9: them all. some. So, uh, 15,000 or
1: something. Oh, you need to contact a lawyer immediately. They didn't pay you 15,000 and they gave you a W-2 for 15,000. No, they didn't is pay that what, me. That's money laundering. That's money laundering. Okay. You need to contact a lawyer immediately. Okay.
9: Now, now the problem is I agree to work with them on. Sir, agency. sir, <laughs> sir, yes. sir,
1: sir. For the previous 15,000, we need to work on that first before you go forward.
10: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. It would be better that you contact a lawyer. Next person, please. Sorry about that because that needs to be resolved.
10: Hello. Hello, sir. Um, I have a question. Uh, I had filed uh, my I-485 on October 30th with Company A um, and I got terminated uh, in February um, uh, it is before one eighty days. So, what is my four eighty five status? Are you working with that company? No, I I got terminated, and uh,
1: after one That's month I. That's not that- the question. That's not the question I asked you. In October thirtieth, when you filed a four eighty five application, were you working with that company? Yes, I was. Okay, the four eighty five is gone. Don't use that, and you start all over again.
10: Uh, I was there with them till February
1: and then. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, but that's not six months. You must have the job offer until 180 days after the 485 has been filed. Since you lost the job in February, the 485 is gone.
10: Okay, so I, I had to start all over again uh, with the new you H-1B. That is right. Like, and uh, my current H-1B I filed for transfer. Uh, it got an RFE. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had filed in premium uh, to do the transfer and uh, it got an RFE for uh, work status and education.
1: Okay. So you filed within two months or after two months?
10: Within two months, yeah.
1: Okay, that's fine. You can you can, you can say that. When is your I-94 with previous company expiring? Uh, I-94, 2023 you are fine you can explain them that you file within 60 days after you got terminated uh, uh, within 60 days after you got terminated with the previous company and education is just the normal you know normal things that goes on so you can respond but your forty-five is gone
10: oh so i don't get ead or will i get ead
1: even if it gets ead you should not use that ead you can ignore that completely oh
10: okay, okay. thank you sir
1: next yeah. next person please Bridget. and i'll take the two more callers guys and it's about 12 o'clock and don't forget that we do have a youtube and facebook live and you can make an appointment with me or any of my colleagues at oninlawgroup.com by going to the link uh, i can cover a lot of your, lot of your questions in half an hour guys that takes i can cover i can cover 30 people i can cover you one guy easily next person please vijay
3: Yes, Rahul. Thanks for taking the call and thanks for doing this for the community. I have, uh, I mean, I'm, I fall in the same uh, adjustment of status filed on October 30th category with v 3 downgrade. Uh, and mm-hmm. I received my uh, receipt notice on February 10th. Uh, so far, no biometrics, no EAD, no advance parole and uh, this was filed. Yeah, uh, at the yeah. it's been, it's been 30th common 30th.
1: for the people, especially in the last week of October. Same thing with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You're one of them. Okay.
3: Okay. Yeah. Uh, two questions out of that, like, uh, like, like in terms of adjustment of status in this past six months, uh, like, is there any status also associated with adjustment of status that, uh, that, uh, that I can avail as of now? And, uh, like any benefits of either, uh, being eligible to either change jobs or anything like that? Uh, did you got
1: your, your did you got, off? did you got, did you got your I-140 approved?
3: Uh, so the I-140 was not approved. Uh, they, they did not receive the receipt notice from what I understood. And then they are trying to get the receipt notice or trying to file a check by the check. What about the check cash, though? Yeah, I think that was the option they were looking uh, to file a check cash. And, uh, wait, wait. wait you, didn't the number, my qu- you didn't mm-hmm.
1: answer my question. Is the check cash yeah. or
3: not? Check is cashed,
1: yes. Thank you so much. It doesn't matter whether yeah. you receive the receipt notice or not. Check his cash. Okay. Convert it to premium processing and get the I140 approved. That's the first step okay. that you do. Okay. You okay. got it? You uh, they can they yeah. can chat, they can chat with Emma and get the receipt notice. And the check will have a receipt notice just in case. So you're fine. Just be don't tell, don't tell anybody you didn't receive the receipt notice, okay? Of I, I, I140. Okay. That will shock immigration lawyer like me. I mean, I will just okay, go sorry. up and down. So do convert into premium processing
3: okay but until that is done i don't have any any standing uh, in the adjustment of status category like in terms of any benefits or anything
1: you can but that's going to be a very uphill battle you will have to spend a ton of money on immigration lawyers like us we can defend you until we we completely bleed you out of your money Okay. You see my point? We are here to take your money. So if you okay. don't get your I140, you come to us. Yes, we will take you. And we will bleed okay. you to the death. Believe me, we will. Got
3: it.
1: So Got get it. your I140. And, uh, get your I140 approved first. Once you get the I140 approved, though, you are free to move. Okay. okay. Even, even if you're don't e- even biometric. if you receive even if you don't receive biometrics, even if you don't get EAD approval, you are fine. But if okay, you don't get the I-140 approval, we will completely suck your blood out of your body.
3: Okay. Okay. And started.
1: may not give you any benefit. Next okay. person. Please. And,
3: Sorry, and go ahead. This one, any idea of how long it might take from the Texas Service Center since it's been more than six months now? What? For the for the uh, biometric appointment or the why year
1: are year. you worried about biometrics? Okay. Get your i140 premium processing. Makes sense. Okay. Okay. What Understood. what good is biometrics going to do? What good is EAD going to do if you're not going to get your i140 approved? Okay. I Agree. I think that's
3: looks the looks like
1: dependency. looks like you just want to live for
3: lawyers. Next
1: next and last person. Please. Thank
2: you. And uh, it's going
1: to come. It's going uh, to come at its its own time. There is nothing you can do about it. But work on the uh-huh. i140, guys. Yes.
2: Thanks for taking my call. So I have a Q question, like how long a person can work from India? Like I have my valid H1B and my company is allowing me. So legally without any issues, how long I'll be able to work from India?
1: Do you have a child who's born in United States? No. You got stuck there right now. You can't even come back even if you want to. You are not working on H-1B, you are an Indian citizen. Indian citizens can sit in India, work in India. It's not H-1B. You get uh, the point? How about Indian sal- uh, U.S. salary,
2: Rahul, like, uh, will I be able
1: that to is, that, is, that is something some accountants have to deal a little bit adjustment here and there. As far as the immigration laws are concerned, there are no restrictions. You can work for 10 years though. Although I would suggest you try to return as soon as possible. Okay.
2: Okay. Okay, Rahul. Like I'm just seeing like other country options, like whether I can stay somewhere 14 days and come back. So I'm exploring. You can that. do that.
1: You can do that. In you can stay for 14 or 15 days in Sri Lanka and then fly from there.
2: But legally there won't be any issue, right? Like I got like I no, asked them no. like three months. Shall I stay and get this US salary you, and work here? Uh,
1: three months. Three months. You don't have any problem. Now.
2: Okay. okay. Maximum, how, how how much you will say? Like, is it five yeah, months? If from?
1: you want to go, if you want to go more than three months, I want you to check with your lawyer. Okay. Okay, Rahul.
2: Thank okay. you. Okay.
1: Thank, thank you. Thank you, then. Thank you, guests, for coming. Because after three months, the you the CBP will have a doubt whether or not you have a job in United States. Is your job actually in United States? If your job is not in United States, why do you need H one B? Go sit down in India and work. Are you trying to visit USA? Are you trying to work in the United States? This topic came recently. Um, There are certain ways to prepare when you're entering into the United States. You need to have a letter. You need to have a paycheck, And there are certain ways to prepare. I don't want people to take risk of just flying in. I want them to speak with their company lawyers to make sure everything is okay. Uh, Thank you guys for coming in. Don't forget that we do have a live session today and we're going to discuss more about the H four EADS uh, expired, and also on the travel ban today at uh, today at uh, 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 today at uh, uh, five o'clock. Thank you guys for coming in.